This next quote whew, comes off harsh. Madison said, in quotes, the Japanese love incest. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Never mind. Oh. There we go. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, that's like if you thought eating dogs was bad. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they I'm, love incest. That's a that's a big broad stroke that is very, very harsh. I consider myself a relative. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Killing Time. I'm Braden Ray, and today I'm with my brother Max House. Hey. All right, so this is a new podcast from a couple of guys who've been listening and loving podcasts for a long time. Hopefully, we can make some funny for you people, but uh, either way, I'm just happy to do this. Like, this is just fun to me. So, yeah, definitely. A little bit about ourselves, I guess. This is the first episode. My name is Braden Ray. I'm uh, I'm from Dawson Creek. I'm a musician. I've been a musician since I was 13. I'm 26. I'm really into comedy. I love it. And uh, that's why I'm here. Max? I'm Max House. I'm seven years younger than my brother Braden here. I like to consider myself many different things throughout my life. At one point, I wanted to be an actor. Then I wanted to be... I was a bass player for a while in a band. Then I was a rapper for a short while. I still consider myself such, but I like to take on my new term as a filmmaker. I've always been close to movies, so I don't think it's too absurd. All right. So speaking of rap and film, that's a perfect segue. We just came back. I'm seeing straight out of Compton, and yeah. I am a massive fan. I was, I was like, I was really blown away. I was. It was fucking deadly. Cause it was like. I was watching, I was watching the the trailer and like the trailer right. was making me choke up. Right, the first trailer that they released. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, I mean, this is kind of embarrassing to say, but I mean, me and you both grew up like poor, very, very impoverished. Definitely, and if not if not lower class, then definitely low as middle class can yeah, get. Definitely, and uh, like no dig on our family at all or anything, but it's just sometimes you you just circumstances. The cards you're dealt in life are not. Exactly. They're not the most playable cards. So, watch this trailer. I'm like, I think they kind of captured, like, the feeling of being poor really well in this movie. Yeah. I would agree a fucking 100%. Like, the feeling of being trapped, of being, like, and the sort thing- of feeling helpless. And I was like, and they kind of captured that in the trailer, and it almost made me cry. Like, I'm such a yeah. fucking, I can be such a bitch. Mm. Like, I cry. I cry at, like, the smallest thing sometimes. Like, every emotional movie, if I'm alone, I'll cry. Yeah. In the theater, I'll cry because it's dark. Oh, I'm and, with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, with you, It gets too. me choked up. But, like, the themes in yeah. this movie are, like, oh, they're they, heavy, but they're great. They're they, so fun. I think it the themes hit home so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Just um, because I'm always surprised when I watch a musical biopic and it's done really well, and almost the genre of the music takes second place to the artistic integrity, the story. Like that's the thing. Like it was like some 
Like it, it bare, like a, you watch that movie and you don't think, okay, this is a movie about rap. You watch the movie and you're watching a movie about artists. Yeah. An artist who like kind of did what they want to do despite societal pressures. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, you almost get the feeling like we've been told how to behave and what to do our whole lives. Yeah. By a system that doesn't give a fuck about us. And mm-hmm. we're going to do something for us. Yeah. We're going to do something with integrity. Yeah. And people responded to it. It was great. But also, like, the thing about this movie is, like, some biopics are just, like, they're almost, like, set up just to make glorious music videos. Yeah. I, with, I get like, what you're saying. Yeah. Like, as it's like, with this, it's like, no, there's a real story here. Felt great. You know? Another biopic I loved was Walking the Line. And, like, I think it's right yeah. up there with that easily for me. I think I'll watch yeah. this when it comes out more than I rewatch Walk the Line, to be honest. Yeah, I think it definitely a closer with me just because of, uh, even though we were brought up around the same music, people always consider us fucking identical with our tastes and stuff. I feel like there's enough of a generational gap where some of our base values are slightly different. Definitely. Whereas, like... I'm like, I can be such a fucking mess. And like, you're always so calm and composed. And I'm like, I am such a fucking loud mouth most of the time. You Uh, know? And like, you you are kind of more like, I mean, if you're going to put... I get what you're saying. Like, in a social situation, I'm definitely a lot more quieter than you are. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, especially when I'm drunk. Because I'm like, I'm drunk. I'm like, like, it's the Braden show. Everyone come in for the Braden show. Because I need all the attention. Thank you very much. All right. Now I have your attention. All right. How was that fart? Was it good for you? It felt good. And like, that's it. You know? And I'm like, I think back to like when I wake up sober. Yeah. I drink a lot. That's a, that's a big difference between me and Max too, is I drink a lot and Max is more of a weed guy. I'm not, I'm, I hate I'm, weed. I definitely poison my body with anything other than booze. Yeah. I'm a boo. Like, I, I think it's cause I'm like, for some reason, like, mm-hmm. and I think this is like, what's the different, like, this is kind of speaks to the heart of addiction. Yeah. Ugh. Our podcast is already pretentious. <laughs> already. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're five minutes in and I'm already hitting pretentious lines. All right, Max, this I think it speaks to the heart of addiction. So you guys um, want to know about real shit. This speaks to the heart of the darkness. Um, <laughs> but, like, honestly, for me, and I feel like for any addict, like, like when I'm sober mm-hmm. and I'm doing well and I'm, say, I'm eating right or I'm exercising or whatever any of these vulnerable things yeah i i get in social situations and i'm just too aware of myself i clam up i don't talk to people okay yeah i can't be myself yeah and then when i drink i'm like like i almost don't even know what my own opinions are Mm. it's kind of scary yeah where i'm like i don't know i as where when i drink it's just like oh i can get to the emotional core of how i feel about anything when i'm drunk right or wrong whether i'm an asshole or not Mm -hmm. you know and i've definitely been the asshole but like Everything I've said while I'm drunk has always spoke to like, oh, this is how I feel at the time about this thing. Yeah. And I think. And I don't know if you feel that way with weed. Yeah. I feel like weed's a lot more productive, not productive, but it's a lot more like, like, uh, you're nodding people's faces when you're on weed being like, hey, this is my opinion and this is how things should be. Yeah. Fuck face. I mean, like, it's definitely, uh, I mean, I'm going to say something that. I believe, but there's a piece of me that's going to be like, okay, what I'm about to say is also bullshit. 
but I feel like I think that's how we all feel. We all feel like we're faking it to some degree. But go on. I feel like um, speaking speaking for every person out there who has maybe a little addiction or something mm-hmm. is that when you're sober or something, say you know just doing whatever. At least mm-hmm. for me, yeah. When I'm sober, I'm way too fucking paranoid and neurotic as a person. Mm-hmm. Whereas like my sober life, I'm fucking. I can barely even do stuff most of the time you know i'm i get scared and stuff whereas yeah, if i have it's frightening because if you i feel take like, if i take I a pill or happen. if i smoke a joint all of a sudden like it's like this magical thing where i can function like a regular human being that's the thing yeah when i drink too i feel like i'm like oh this is how everyone feels all the time yeah like when i see like i have uh, a really good friend aaron who's definitely going to be on the podcast and he has no problem being a like i've seen him talk to people at like gates at music festivals that we're playing or <laughs> anyone and yeah. i feel like i honestly feel like if i say the wrong thing i'm gonna just get smashed in the face with a fist <laughs> yeah, if I feel and, but I'm not, i know i'm not but it's just the feeling i have and i've seen aaron yeah i really envious about them he's just good with being like not he's not an asshole at all he's just assertive enough to be like listen this is what i need to know this is what i want to do he, please help me the best you can is where i'll yeah. be around the bush i'll be like hey is this where the festival is yeah. if i was an artist <laughs> you know because yeah. i am uh, where would i uh maybe if i was perhaps wanting to park somewhere where would we park as where it's like yeah. hey i'm playing here uh where's parking where for park. the artists you know no i'm the same way i have a fucking I don't know. Terrible why. problem with being assertive. I think, I mean, full. I mean, there's definitely Get points. right into whiny bullshit, but I think like, some of that comes from our mother who's always afraid of offending people. Yeah, I think definitely. She's always scared she's going to piss people off. Definitely. And, like, I think and, it like, and it's not from her fault. Like, it's not my, it's not her fault that I absorb that. No. Or you absorb that. Mm. But it's just something you observe and you take in. Yeah. And I think partially because of that. And I think also. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people who see it who are less assertive where it's just like it's just a matter of being kind yeah we just we just have this uh, thing in our brain that's like well this guy might not think we're being an asshole and even that's just like you know what it, for some reason yeah. we care yeah that this guy thinks we're an asshole yeah we care about what he, and it's like any silence yeah. and any sort of uh, any sort of conversation or transaction with a stranger where I have like at the bank or anything where I have to talk to a stranger if there's any like perceived silence I project that onto me mm. and I'm like oh they think I'm a fucking dick mm, yeah. they think I'm a piece of shit fuck and I don't even know why I care because <laughs> to be honest like I'm so brutally just like I hate everyone and I'll get into the I'll get in the car with you or my friends and I'll be like, Oh, that guy was a piece of shit. And let mm. me tell you and it's always superficial stuff. It's always for yeah. funny reasons. Yeah. Like I always just like being overly harsh as a joke. Yeah. You know, yeah. almost as a character. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that people do that to me, I know how much it doesn't mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly, I know how yeah. stupid it is. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, man. It's just it's weird. It's weird, yeah. but and here and I am, this, and we're doing a podcast for the first time. I'm really excited. So excited that I had to get drunk so I know that I'm speaking from the heart. I think that's why we're skipping around on a lot of subjects, too. We're so excited. To, uh, right? You feel the nervousness, the right? Because I was going to say this when you started. I feel like we jumped on the podcast bandwagon slightly before the podcast bandwagon started. Now everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's listening to a podcast. Yeah, but we were listening to podcasts way before most. We were we were listening to podcasts 
when Smodcast started up, Kevin Smith's podcast. Yeah, and that which was I would say is one of the first. I think so. One of the first it's like real right after bases, and uh, now there's a million, and there's so many good ones. Like first, I can't even begin to. First one I got into, my biggest one would have to be. And it's strange I want on a podcast talking about our influence as a podcast. Even it's that shows how even it's that shows community. how far <laughs> like, the media has gone. Yeah. In such a way. I, but I would say the first podcast I got into was Mega Sixty Four podcast, yeah. which which has a different spin than most podcasts, which is very heavily uh video. It has has a very heavily video uh content to it. Whereas, you know, like... Dude, every other podcast that's ever been... Every podcast good is ...good has been most... Like, I mean, like... Audio. Rogan and, like, a bunch of people have video podcasts now, as like, or, like, a video option. Yeah. But Mega from the jump, they were a video podcast. They were a video podcast. And, and it's they do been it, a main part of their They do it better podcast. than anyone else. They have a they set. They have, like, their mic set up perfectly. Those like guys are so fucking funny and They smart. do it right. Oh, Mega... I, I can go on for three this hours just I how know, much I love Mega this 64. This guy I know who lives here yeah. named Josh Jemson who's like a, he's like a YouTube guy. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. I want to get it. Would be, he'd be a fun guest to have. Who are you talking about? Uh, Josh Jepson, He's uh, he does YouTube stuff. Okay. does YouTube videos for a living. Yeah. And he's met like a few of the guys from Mega 64 at like conventions and stuff like that. And like I've had conversations with him, drunk conversations. He lives with him. here? Yeah. Good guy. You'd like him. Really anyway, sweet. I, I've like, never met. He's any. so nice. And living just, in living in a small town, I've never met anyone else who likes Mega sixty four. That's why. And I they're think like like him. Mega sixty four is like my main kind of uh, comedy. This is going to sound really weird to say to people who don't know me, but it's only—it's like the only thing in my life that's been stable. <laughs> this group on the internet of four fucking dudes. So weird how content can have that is you like have a relationship with yeah. someone almost. Yeah, it's that like you don't even. I've never know. met these guys. I've like talked to them through like I've sent them an email once and they've responded, you know, a couple times like that. But like basically, virtually, never have any contact with. And they're, they have such an impact on my life. Mm-hmm. They, they've, yeah. they've literally yeah. like saved my life on multiple occasions just by, just, yeah. just by doing what they're doing. And that alone is like, it's amazing. It is. I don't, it is. I have not, a very. Not to suck Mega64's dick for so long, but. No, it's great. They're, it, fucking, they're so good. Like, they're so fucking funny. They're original too. Yeah, they're very original. They're not like anyone else. And I have a very, I have a very embarrassing story kind of in those like you know you said you sent them emails and stuff like that yeah yeah i have a oh, oh this is so fucking i don't think i've ever told you this it's so gross i don't know if i've ever told anyone because it's so embarrassing i'm ready but there's this comedian she's a canadian comedian okay pretty funny yeah pretty funny. she's really funny are you gonna she's give her really name? fucking funny are you gonna give her a name yeah fuck it kathleen mcgee it's her name okay well i i i, I know her i can't picture her face but the name Fucking sparks my brain, yeah. Yeah, and I first heard of her on uh, Ari Shafir's podcast. Okay, Ari yeah. Shafir's a stand-up comedian. He's fucking hilarious. He's one of the best podcasts out there, in my opinion. I, I like Ari. Yeah, yeah. He's and good like his whole concept of his podcast is he interviews someone about a subject that he's interested in. So one week he'll have a prostitute on, and he'll interview about prostituting. Great way to keep it fresh, by the way. Amazing. Just, just he's to add so that fucking in. funny and good. And he had Kathleen McGee on because she was raped. 
and you know did a podcast about rape and he did she went through the whole experience but she's so the way she went through was so funny and so honest really and like so emotionally she's so emotionally vulnerable and it makes her so endearing yeah she's from like she went to l as she met ari in la okay and uh she met him there and then but she was in the usa illegally she kind of snuck in yeah doing stand-up comedy and then she took a risk classic artist fucking yeah move took a risk came back to canada for a show and Mm -hmm. then they they found out that she had went there illegally and they won't let her back in the states okay yeah i think i think they've begun to let her kind of back in the states now but i'm not sure i really kept up with that but those border laws are fucking ridiculous like if you guys haven't heard um if you guys know dave foley from kids in the hall you really should like look at his wikipedia or something listen no listen to dave foley's joe rogan podcast because what, was I, it joe rogan say, or what the it, or was well, it mark maron it was originally mark maron's where he told this intense story but you can't get that anymore because it's like mark maron does 50 episodes for free and you now gotta pay get for it. okay but he tells the same story in joe rogan's podcast and it's all free so look at joe i don't know the number but dave it, foley's been on a few times it's the first appearance on the joe rogan podcast. it'll just enlighten you how like insane fucked you can be just yeah. by the border same she, with her like she went back to canada they wouldn't let her back in the states because they you know they they're telling her she snuck her way in yeah but anyway she goes and she's she's a comedian in edmonton at this time and i was in edmonton right okay i was in edmonton trying to get my passport and uh and i knew she was there so i sent her a message on facebook being like, hey, if you got spots, let me know. And then, she, and then you know, she messaged me back. She messaged me back like months later, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't check my Facebook very often, but this and that." Yeah. And so I had a line, and I knew I had a. Line. It's so fucking embarrassing, because I have this sort of fantasy about at least trying stand up. Yeah. Or trying to do it, like especially I've had it for so long. Definitely. And I've ran through the fan. Like it's just like one. Of the, I've been a musician for a long time, and that's. It's, like over 10 years and so rewarding and great yeah i love it but it's kind of like it's hard it's hard in a small town yeah where there's only two bars to play and stuff you know and it's like Definitely. i feel like i'm really trying to be an artist and do my art no but anyways so i i met i knew she would probably answer me back so i messaged her uh-huh about uh I've never I heard this, by the way. I just went on this message tirade. Where That's I why I'm so her. quiet. I've never heard this story. Uh, yeah. No, it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> I messaged her this huge, long, long, long message. Paragraphs long. So fuck. Oh, such a fucking asshole. I did it blind. Here's the thing. I was very, 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 very drunk. Oh, okay. I was like blackout drunk to the point where I fair kind enough. of remember doing it in the morning, but I had to reread it to remember exactly what I said. Okay, yeah, fair enough. We've all been but there. But so, I was so drunk and I was just sucking her dick. And I was <laughs> like, you're so amazing. You're so funny. <laughs> and she is. She's all those things, but it was just like it was coming across as just like a real, oh, such a, a very, creepy loser. Yeah. Just a creepy loser. And then this is the fucking, fucking diarrhea sauce. On the shit Sunday, creepy, pervert, Bukaki. rapist Sunday. Yeah. I, at the end of it, I'm like, hey, can you give me your phone number so I can, like, call you and ask you about questions about being a comedian? Oh, that's rough, brother. Let that sit in. Let that's that a rough fucking like, line, brother. <laughs> like, like, never in my right oh, mind. No. I was really high and I was really drunk. Oh, no. And I, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. You know what I thought? I, I think... 
you know what it is? Hmm. I have this sort of attitude when I'm drunk where I'm like, shot in the dark. Maybe she's like, yeah, of course. Mm, We're okay. creepy guy. Yeah. Uh, you can message me and we're going to be best friends. Yeah. We're going to be best friends forever. Yeah. Me and you. Of <laughs> we're going to be best friends. Ultimate fantasy. Fucking, I'm such an asshole. King of the assholes. <laughs> That's me. I woke up. And like the worst, it made me feel so much worse. <laughs> she was so nice about it. She was such a polite, genuine, great. Like she was so sweet about it. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, I was ready to fuck it. I read my message and I was ready to shoot myself in the head. Oh my! You must have been fucking exploding from like your sternum. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I said it. Oh man! It's like everything you would imagine a drunk dumb fan would say to someone after oh, a show. That makes like my stomach turn just hearing about it secondhand. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I hated that I said it. I hated, I hated myself for doing it. So, but she was so graceful. Yeah. Because it was like the next morning she met somebody. She's like, "Yeah, I don't give out my number to strange <laughs> men on Facebook." And I'm like, "Of course." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like all like just I'm just a small town dummy. I like I'm just I'm just such a fuckhead. I'm king of the fuckheads at this point. Oh. I look over fuckhead land and all the little and I fuck over the fuckhead peasants on their taxes. That could be a cool land though, fuckhead. That's almost like it's almost like all you do there is like fuckheads. Like you just, <laughs> I just imagine literally like literally king fuckheads. Yeah, like a bunch of decapitated like heads oh, of I your mean, enemies, and you're, no just, and you're just and you're just face so fucking them. <laughs> you just face. I you meant like like I call instead of taxes. Like when they can't pay the penalty is a blowjob, not like I'm going to fuck your head. <laughs> Man, I fucked my own head. Like I really, I couldn't believe I said it. But she was yeah. Anyways, to continue with the story, she was so nice. Yeah, and I was like. She's like, but I'm willing to like over, you know, like safely yeah. <laughs> over these, o over Facebook messaging. I'm totally willing to uh, answer any question you have. Like, oh. She was so nice. Yeah, that's she sweet. Was, she was a real, she was awesome. That's really sweet. She was absolutely awesome. And I was like, oof. and I was like, I'm so sorry. I was so drunk. And she's like, hey, it's fine. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. She was like really understanding. I was like. So, like, I'm like, I got to ask her a question because, like, I had a bunch of questions when I was drunk. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after in the light of sobriety, in the fucking shadow of embarrassment like, as I well, I'm just say. <laughs> oh. And I was like, so uh, what are some mistakes that a lot of open micers do that I can avoid? Oh, that was your question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rough. <laughs> that, that's... But she was great. She answered it. And I was like, there's my out. I'm so sorry to bug you. I yeah. want to shoot myself in the face. I didn't say that, but I said, I'm so sorry to bug you. Thank yeah. you. And she's like, no, thank you. I really like, it's cool. It's fine. And I'm like, whew, it was rough. Especially yeah. like, and then I like, it was right around when she was on Ari's podcast for the second time. Okay. And, uh, like it was recent. It was when Dumb and Dumber 2 was in theaters. That's how recent it was. I forgot that movie fucking came out. It's a bad movie. That couldn't have did well. No. Are you talking about Dumb and Dumber 2 or Dumb and Dumber? Two. Dumb and Dumber 2. The one with Jim Carrey and yeah, Jeff Daniels? Not, not the prequel. I never... I remember when they announced it. I remember when they showed the first trailer. Mm -hmm. Just to skip subjects again now on Dumb and Dumber <laughs> 2. I don't, I don't even remember when that was released. That must have did so fucking bad. I think it did. I mean, there was like... There was like... 
one or two parts that I laughed at. Did you watch but it? But I don't even know if it was out of merit or of just nostalgia for how good the first one was. Mm. I don't know, man. See, the fact that you even watched it is completely fucking surprising to me. I, I didn't think I knew anyone. It was with Aaron. I mean, Aaron watched has it. such fond memories of Dumb and Dumber, and we're both like... Classic movie. We also both hate it when people who we know... Yeah. On Facebook are not funny or interesting people at all. Mm-hmm. Rag on something made by funny or interesting people. Yeah. And there's a lot of people online on our Facebook feed. I don't even know why I have a Facebook. I feel like I hate 99% of the people on there and their statuses. Like, I just hate it. I'm so, like, I, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. But I'm with, I yeah. also hate it. I but like so many people are like, Dumb and Dumber 2 is so stupid, blah, blah, blah. And me and Aaron are like, fuck you. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? I bet they're just overblowing it. Mm-hmm. And I bet they're just a bunch of dumb fuckheads. I'm going to watch them like, ooh. Not good. No. No. I feel There's like- a couple good parts, but like. You know how it is in a movie like that. Just oh, like, yeah, especially it's been happening recently where, like, um, movies and characters we grew up in were, like, a lot of the 90s stuff. Me, yeah. me I, I was, like, I don't remember the... Ni- I remember 1999, like, one memory of it. But I feel like a lot of the media I still intook was from the 90s still, just from leftover VHS tapes and shit, you know? So yeah. I feel like... But it, recently, I feel like comedies and stuff from the 90s have wanted to come back because they almost think like it's time for them yeah exactly it's just like, like it's time for a re-emergence but like there's this new generation that is so self-aware and so good with irony that when like a 90s comedy when a like a 90s say dumb and dumber tries to come back right the irony just passes right there isn't even any irony in those old comedies that's what made 90s comedies is like so enduring is that they're like they're yeah, just goofy going, they're just that's what i love about them is that they're going for comedy they're, they're goofy and straight jokes. whereas like now all the mainstream comedies and stuff all so focus endearing. on ironic ja- jokes yeah. and stuff yeah so like when they see something that's like a straight out fart joke even now i'm like i hate it when people I'm hate like, on that oh, because like it's it's silly, but there's a like, lot of merit to that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if you can do a joke like that, straightforward and good, then fucking good on you. Exactly, and also like it kind of reminds me of, like one of the in the last season of Louis, I was watching an episode, and like Louis is hailed as like the king of like smart, interesting comedy. Yeah, and uh, there's an episode where he was uh, his opener was was doing better than him, and he was using like fart jokes and different tropes like that. Okay. And uh, he kind of reamed him out in the hotel room, and he's like, "You're ruining comedy, or whatever." And and then like the opener like had like an open, honest conversation with him, and then like Louis like, "You know what? I love fart jokes. I've never heard a fart and not laughed. <laughs> Farts are always funny to me, no matter what." And I don't know why I'm saying this. And yeah. then like he even on the Daily Show, you know, he's like he made some quotas like this brilliant where he's like you don't have to be smart to laugh at a fart joke but if you don't think farts are funny then you're definitely an idiot <laughs> and i'm like that's so true yeah i agree with that i mean 100%. like you know I, I i don't know to think like there's no like farts are just like to be to be dismissive like, farts are fun for the whole fucking family because <laughs> farts are fun for, like fart is like the only victimless joke there is yeah because it's like you fart and you make the sound and smell of shitting your pants without shitting your pants. <laughs> so you win and everyone around you laughs. Like yeah. it's hard. It's so fucking harmless and fun. Yeah. Farts are fucking great. 
I was talking to my roommate Lauren, my best friend Aaron's girlfriend, and she was like, I can't remember what she she told me something that was pretty funny over text, and I texted her back. I'm like, I give that three farts out of five, and I said farts are the ultimate unit measurement of funniness, <laughs> and she's like that. And then I'm pretty honored, and she's like the only thing funnier is like shitting your pants. And I'm like yes. But then in my head, I was like, no, because if you shit your pants, then it's not funny for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just <laughs> a mess you got to clean it up. Yeah. But if you fart, it's funny. Yeah, I feel like if anyone farts, I'm going to laugh. But I feel like there's definitely situations where if someone shits their pants, I'm going to feel bad for them. Like if I'm in a grocery store, and this yeah. is going to sound bad, but like if some hot girl shits her pants... <laughs> I feel, I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel a little, <laughs> I'm going to feel I'm a little bad. I have like... You know, people like there's white Southern racists who are 80 years old and their <laughs> their racism like goes generations. I feel like that's how I feel with pot pretty girls. With like attractive. any bad thing that happens to a hot pretty girl, I'm like, yeah. hey, well, that's what you get when you have a le- easy life. Like sometimes life <laughs> smacks you in the face. Just to, for anyone listening, I am just a fat brown slob. With messy hair, <laughs> multiple chins. Like, I am the worst looking man you can think of. So, like, I don't I, know about that, dude. Uh, I do. <laughs> I mean, you wear it well. And I think Thank you me. forget about, like, that, the long. But do you, you wear for, it well sounds like something nice. You forget about the long ass like period. fat friend they don't want to hurt their feelings. You of. forget about the long ass period of time where you were real fucking thin, though. Yeah, and I was You were it. in great shape, and you were fucking... You were hot, dude. But you, you know what? During the period, like... No, I, okay, I'm not going to go as far as say I'm hot. I, I can't accept that on mic. So it'll sound like a douchebite. Douchebag. Oh, yeah. The drink's getting to me. But... I definitely... I, like... There was a period in time where I looked better than I did now, and I was the biggest jackass when it came to women. I was like a jock. I yeah. was like a fucking... The, the people I hate now... I was like that. I didn't dress in Ed Hardy or anything. Like I was still meet my own person, but but I would just hit on women relentlessly. I would hit on mm. people who had boyfriends. Yeah. And like I would just, I had this attitude like, oh, I'm better than like everyone else doing this. Yeah. I don't think that's... by doing this I mean like I'm just like I'm like hey like I, I'm a musician. You like, want to yeah, fuck I, me? Chicks fucking me is like my right. <laughs> like I was such an idiot and. uh yeah, I don't know, like, coming out of that, because yeah. I, like, what happens, I got in a relationship, and I just fucking ballooned and turned into a monster, and coming out of that was, like, that was a hard lesson mm. in reality, mm. and uh, <clears throat> I think it, I mean, like, I think it's made me a better person in the long run, like, I feel like I'm more in tune with people's feelings, but now I can't get back in the game, I don't know what it is, I haven't been laid in over a year. And it's just like, I think part of it is just like, I don't know how to be confident anymore. Mm. And that's what it, I feel like that's probably what it would have been like if I didn't. I mean, you fucking have my period of glory. Time. You know, like, I feel like I flew too close on wings of wax to the sun. I think and so. And I fucking fell into the fucking dark river of uh, non-pussy. I mean, I, I think it's the fact that you had it and then you lost it. Because I've been fucking, I've been fat my whole life i've been constantly carrying weight but i think you're i think you're handsome i think you're handsomer than you give it. we also live in dawson where it's like 
in order to get like a decent looking girl, you got to be kind of like this like fit white guy who has an oil field job. He makes seventy to two hundred thousand dollars a year, and you own a house. Like I've done it for so this long. Whole criteria, man. I don't think I would look good thin. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, like I don't want to see Tony Soprano thin. Yeah, no one. James Gandolfini thin would be weird, right? I don't want to see that. He's a fucking sexy man, fucking <laughs> Tony Soprano. James, yeah. James Gandolfini is a sexy man, a but his character as like Tony even Soprano. Guys are like looking at that guy and you're like, he's so bad. Like in the Sopranos, like because yeah. it's all attached to the Tony Soprano character. But you think like he's so fucking badass. Yeah. Not, doesn't even matter what he looks like. He's so cool. And I, he's so fucking cool. And I feel like we all want to be Tony Soprano at all. We oh, all everyone. want that. Everyone does. Yeah. And like, but I've just, I've, I've done it for so long that I'm like, I feel like I would lose part of my edge if I lost weight. Like, I'd feel like it adds to the way I walk. I it adds to like the power of my movement yeah. almost, you know, it almost like if I was thinner, I think I'd be too much of a fucking bitch. The weight almost adds like my fatness almost adds like the manliness to me. I just imagine you're dying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to imagine. I love you so much. Like you're my life. But like I just imagine you're in a hospital bed and the yeah. doctor's like, well, I mean, yeah, I like he died early, but at least he can go out like a bitch. Am I right? <laughs> he's, he's, he's talking to the family. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, he's a badass till the end. He didn't go like a bitch, losing weight. He didn't go like a thin bitch. <laughs> like a thick bitch. I always get I always get upset when fat dudes lose weight. I get upset because I just hate myself more. I'm like, oh man, if that guy lost weight. Like it's always like I remember when Joni Hill was skinny for a hot second. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there we there goes another there, Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's like there goes another fucking there goes another brother, man. I feel like I feel like how like a gay person would feel if there's some guy who's just like, <laughs> I'm straight now. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen, but like if it did happen, that's how I'd feel. <laughs> Like, I'm like, no, we lost. I need every fat, charming person I can get so I can compare myself and feel better about myself. Yeah, exactly. As a person. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I I'm trying to think of where we started that. We were talking about straight out of Compton. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty drunk right now, so we, we're probably... Uh, oh, we I just take notes on. during this so we can loop back. Mm. Um, it's just you know, test run, a note, a note for episode two. Hey, ha. Pi yeah. Pilots are always horrible anyways. Yeah. And also... Sometimes no they don't also, even get released. Who cares? Yeah, fuck it. Like, in my opinion, like, f like no one's probably, like, we're not going to get crazy numbers. I don't care. I'm just mm -hmm. kind of happy to do this. And, you know, like... Sorry, I got to go back to this fat thing for a second. I have a weird theory. Please. That, like... If we can stay on one subject for longer, it'd be better. <laughs> when fat people lose weight... Mm-hmm. They seem to get weird and not weird in a funny or an interesting way. Weird in like a serial killer way. Have you ever seen an interview? Okay. I'm just going to throw this. Have you ever seen an interview with a meatloaf fat and then skinny meatloaf? No, I don't think I, I, I don't I think I have. In, I'm a big Rocky Horror Picture Show fan and I saw one of the special features where yeah. meatloaf was like fat meatloaf. Fat, 70s, cool meatloaf. Like, like fresh out of Rocky. Yeah. And he told this really awesome story about Elvis coming to see the show before it was a movie. Mm -hmm. It was just a stage show in England. Yeah. 
and like how he bought champagne for the cast members and like how fucking awesome it was a really great story and then he told the exact same story in an mm-hmm. interview in somewhere along the line special features where it was like a modern interview where he like he had lost a bunch of weight since yeah. that period and it was just it could be because he's old but it was like he came off like dexter telling it really it was really off to say something about it <laughs> like, <laughs> something in his eyes like it really made me feel uncomfortable <laughs> that's hilarious in my living room and i was squirming i was like mm. i feel like will sasso has lost a lot of his i don't know maybe not i haven't seen any of his recent stuff i just know like i just remember will sasso from mad tv and then skinny will sasso I'm like, mm. i think like I feel like there was tons of examples I had in my mind before, but now the only person I can think of is like Drew Carey. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's like I wasn't even the biggest Drew Carey fan. Like I liked his show. That's the thing, though. Like I but did now, like his but show, now he just then, does like, Wheel of Fortune. And it's like I don't care. He's probably a really great guy. But you know what? He like, he like gained like twenty years when he lost all that weight. He looks sickly. He lost too much weight, Drew Carey. Yeah, it's like when guys lose weight. They definitely have this like AIDS feel to them. <laughs> like, yeah, it looks sickly. <laughs> yeah. Norton, I think Jim Norton was probably funnier when he was a chubby guy. He's super thin now. Yeah. I don't. You know what? That's not true. Jim Norton's still fucking funny. I can't. I can't come down on Jim Norton's weight loss. I guess he's mm. still really funny. It's just that Anthony's left the show, and the show's not as. Forget it. Jim Norton's never going to listen to this. No one from Opie and Anthony's ever... Like, the show's not as funny without Anthony. Right. You're Anthony talking about Opie like, and Anthony, the, Opie uh, Anthony, the radio sorry, show. The radio show from right. New York. Yeah. Opie and Anthony, and they had this guy, Jim Norton, on as comedian. Yeah. And they had probably some of the, in my opinion, the best radio of all time. Right. <clears throat> and then Anthony left and kind of went down the shitter. But, like, coincidentally, as it went down the shitter, Jim, Norris, Jim Norton also lost a bunch of weight. Mm. Probably has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I don't know where it's going with that fucking dead end. Just like here, um, we're in the Braden show. I can't let I can't let you get a word in edgewise. I'm sorry. I'm just drunk. No, I just feel like we've been jumping from subject to subject. I don't feel like you're interrupting me at all. That's good. Um So yeah, we saw straight out of Compton. I fucking it's loved great. it. It's great. So good. I thought it was fucking so fucking deadly. Yeah. All through and through. It had I didn't expect to get choked up as much as I did during that movie. There was at least, like, three, four times when, like, I had tears coming down my face. And, like... Me too. Me too. No spoilers if you know fucking anything about... Uh, no spoilers. You, you go into this movie Guess knowing no, about no NWA. I want to spoil it. I want to spoil I mean, it a little bit. But the thing is, it's all real stuff. So, like, you go into this movie knowing the main plot points. Especially if you're a fan. So, like, Easy e died of AIDS. Everyone knows that. Yeah. And the scene where um, he's getting diagnosed. <laughs> it's, like, it's so indicative of like the time. Yeah. Of the time period when it happened. But when he got diagnosed with AIDS, he's like, but I'm no fag. Yeah. Yeah. And he's <laughs> and just like, confused. It's, like, it's and like so, his it's wife. It's so indicative of like gangster. Oh, it's. Cult. Oh, I hate the fact that I use the word indicative. Like, what? <laughs> what? Brayden, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Okay. Easy A said that, and it was very, like, of gangster, like, black yeah. gangster culture and of the time period it's supposed to be in. Yeah. And it's like, I just feel like that was would would be what a guy like Easy A would say. No, I, no, I completely agree. It was so... Everything was so good, and it was done so naturally that, like, you were never taken out of place. No. 
it's based like late 80s, early 90s, of course, when NWA happens. But you're never taken out of the moment. You're in it the entire way, emotionally and just like. There wasn't even a part of the movie that like I was taken out of the movie. There were cool shots in it, which usually in movies, when they do like a unique shot or something, it almost takes me out of the movie a Especially bit because I'm like, oh, like... how did they do that? That was neat. <clears throat> yeah. I, my, and then I stop thinking about the story for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. But in that movie, it's so there's so much visually striking moments that, and it, none of it takes it out because you're in this wild world already. It sets it yeah. up so good that you're That's in perfect. this you're in this wild wor- world, and like. Even the crazy, outrageous shots, you're like, you're in it. You're like, you're good to go, you know? You're like, oh, yeah. That's, you're completely, uh, everything's rationalized in this completely uh, natural way. Everything, nothing seems second nature in that show. No. You know? No. It's it's so, so fucking well done. It's crazy. So, yeah, we saw that and that was good. Yeah, oh, it's great. Um, I'm just gonna like go highlights, highlights of the movie. Uh, Dr. Dre's mom telling him that uh, people told her that he wasn't gonna be shit, and she wasn't gonna be shit. I mean, by highlights, I mean parts that made me cry. Mm. Uh, another part made me cry is when Dr. Dre's brother died. Spoilers, ah, spoilers. Mm. That was that was a really rough scene. Oh, that was that. No, that made me tear up for sure. And like. <clears throat> If you haven't seen the movie, the scene really isn't nothing. You like, you don't even hear from someone straight on how he died. He, you, you see, he gets a beep. He gets like a, his mom beeps him to call her, mm-hmm. and then it just cuts to after the phone call when he's sitting on the curb crying about it, and then it just a part that made me cry up about it too is just the brotherhood aspect of that whole scene. Like his brother dying, his brother, his brother dying, and he's like, fuck's sake, my little brother, all this stuff. But then also the other members of NWA, you know, Easy MC Ren, all those, everyone. You get this such brotherhood feeling from them Mm -hmm. sitting around Dre, where like Easy E, the guy who played Easy E, great fucking actor, he's crying, he's crying real tears for Dr. Dre's brother. Yeah. Yeah, And it's fucking incredible. And like, this is for, I think, more for the guys out there, but when you're with a group of guys, you know, and you, you might have a few drinks or something, everyone's had that moment where you're brotherly fucking bonding, you know, and yeah. you're all giving each other big fucking handshakes and you're like fucking oh, brothers yeah. till the yeah. end. It's exactly. This, it go, like it goes back to fucking like fucking old Spartans and shit, you know, just or this like, yeah, camaraderie. Exactly. Or even like you just get it. You're like, if you've had a friend that's meant anything to you. Yeah. You totally get it. You're like, Definitely. yeah. And especially knowing that later on, like, there was, like, fights over contracts and stuff like that. You still get it in that moment. That they, Everything they say is totally, like, you feel like it's legit. Yeah. It's really great. Oh, fuck, it's so good. Easy getting AIDS. Ice Cube and Easy feed, uh, Feud was another highlight. Yeah, that was good. Oh, it was really good. I thought it was done really well. You kind of, like, get the sense of, like, why Easy would have stuck with his manager. Versus, like, the other guys in NWA. Yeah. I mean, you definitely do. You get the sense that, like, he's never had anyone take care of him his whole life, and then all of a sudden this father figure walks in. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, Easy was making out good on the deal. You know, he was almost like another manager to these mm-hmm. guys. Which yeah. which was surprising to me. I, you know, I, I like NWA. I've listened to a lot of their stuff. But I didn't know how much of, like, 
how much of the powerhouse was easy e he put up all the money for to get it started you know he put he up he really got them through the door he got dr dre out of he bailed him out of fucking jail you know yeah like there's so much stuff where it's like it really showed easy e this guy who's kind of always been shown in a, kind of a negative gangster like it really shows him in a humanizing yeah way where it's like well it's like it's sort of his story in the sense that it's his arc exactly it's his lesson that he learns it starts it's with like, him and it pretty much ends with him yeah big big time and it's like he's the he is the sort of the main and everyone else almost seems like side players in az's journey to some degree even though i don't like you know not in, as much as in other stories yeah where you're purely focused on one character mm -hmm. but like az's story feels like the through line yeah you know yeah no i i completely agree i feel like that's like the a plot is easy Absolutely. But they, I feel like it, this story is almost narrated by Dr. Dre's character. He's the one where you're like, yeah, like him and, well, him and Cube, like the, the main through line is like those three characters, I think. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like those are the guys. And I love, uh, I love how Cube is like sort of like the renegade arc character where he's like he sees everything for what it is from the get-go and he breaks yeah. off and like, yeah it's so fucking but okay we're, we're kind of just like wandering on yeah straight so good though how so long has it how long have we been going for already 43 that's it yeah you know it's funny because like when you listen like i can listen to a three-hour podcast oh me it too. feels like it just goes me too bye you know yeah but i almost oh, wanted to start fresh I think, hold on, I gotta say, I gotta segment, not a segment, a story that I want to read to you. Okay. That's Let's just like, I, I saved it from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Okay. I gotta read this to you. All right. Okay, you ready? Ready. Ready, sir. AVN reports that Madeline Madison is suing Come and Go Productions. <laughs> <laughs> great start <laughs> after an innocent on the set of milkmaids 2 <laughs> that resulted in her the suit okay that resulted her the suit states unknowingly performing fellatio on her brother through a glory hole. <laughs> oh, my God. oh this is great this uh, is the best thing I've ever heard in my life I, I love I like flamingo what? shit like alright stop right there what an opening paragraph to a fucking story. That's the amazing. Story, the reporter who got this was like, fuck yeah. This that, is clickbait. That's gold. Yeah. The first thing I thought of was uh, Pink Flamingos. Yeah. When you said totally. that story. There's a scene in Pink Flamingos, if you haven't seen it, where... Uh, the main character, played by Divine. Main character. It's her son? His son? She sucks the dick of her son in the film. Yeah, that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not in real life though no no they're just friends in real life but it's it's a hell of a scene in cinema history it's insane it's so fucking crazy. if you consider yourself pink any flamingos sort of film just buff the most insane film you ever. gotta watch pink flamingos it's f oh it's fucked and it, amazing all at the same time it's amazing and you're like how does this happen how does she glory hold her own brother <laughs> her own knowledge there's more Madison is seeking $3.2 million. And a, That's too much. And a new Corvette in the lawsuit. <laughs> the Corvette? 
the fact that she asked for a Corvette speaks to like the person's class and intelligence. That's, I think. The Corvette's Who way sues too much. For a new Corvette. Like to get that specific, <laughs> not even like a new car or like a new means of transportation. I want a new Corvette. People don't. The people sue on for t- cash money. On top of three, you can't legally make someone buy you a dollars. Corvette. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Listen, <laughs> I want three point two million. A new Corvette, and a new not Corvette. an old Corvette, a new one. That's fucking. Who's that? Who? Who's? Oh, okay. I was on her side. I was like, yeah, I don't. That's yeah, fucking. Like you I don't want to blow my brother. My bro- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then it's like a new Corvette. Come on. And I feel like since I blew my brother, I should get a new Corvette. <laughs> she probably didn't even have an old Corvette. Can't you buy a Corvette with the three point two million? The I, point two has got to take care of a new Corvette. A new Corvette implies that she previously owned a Corvette. What happened? So? What happened to it? Has no, to be. I think it implies that she's just a piece of garbage. I, I take she's the, just a garbage person. I take the new as not like I'm a, a bias because I know the rest new. of the article, but like I, she's just a garbage person. I think like that's like some hillbilly redneck shit. I pictured that like, she's like and I want a new Corvette. I pictured it like she had an old Corvette and she's like, I want a new one. Not like I want a brand <laughs> no, new no, no, 2015 no, 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 no. Corvette. There's no way, not a chance that she's that thoughtful or logical about anything. I don't know how porn. What's porn stars make? To be fair, yeah, you know, like I, I it's got to vary, like any other career. There's yeah. got to be a bottom and a top. I mean, they must not make bit. that much because they're always doing like private shows and shit. Yeah, like I'm a musician. I don't make what fucking. Little Wayne makes per show. He's also a musician. <laughs> I'm like, if she has for new Corvette, she's bottom of the barrel. I guarantee it. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. Continue. Sorry. New Corvette. Gloriously, gracefully continues. The producers wouldn't let me meet the man I was sucking on beforehand. <laughs> Great quote. All in quotes. Amazing quote. Madison told AVN, which I found odd because normally we always meet the guys. <laughs> we always greet our scene partner, which is like, I bet you if someone, like a stranger, were refer to it as like, the, hey, are you going to talk to the guy you're fucking? Yeah. She's like, oh, you mean my scene partner? My scene partner. <laughs> like, like, it just seems like, like a custodial artist type yeah. thing where you're like, mm, you're making your job sound That must important. be like her, her lawyer's words. Excuse me. That was rude. <laughs> I like to make an emotional connection with my fellow actors before a scene. I even try to quickly fall in love with them if I can. Oh my god. Mm, she's not Christian Bale. Like, that's very fucking... What's, what's, I've seen what's the name of that style of acting? Method. method that's acting. very method of her. <laughs> I've never like, seen a porn where the people have been in love. Where you've like... All, all porns no, I I've... Watched, um, I watch a lot of like amateur porn so like a lot of it's just like okay see i'm all i'm all high-end studio can't take it and all that stuff is just pure people just like purely being like oh i gotta fuck oh i gotta fuck oh you're the pizza man (laughs) it's like i don't know why i'm the girl oh you're the pizza man oh i wanna fuck see there's another difference big difference in us amateur porn (laughs) i i won't watch amateur porn Although I can't watch produced porn, I can't. I can't watch amateur porn. I gotta see high res. I hate it. I hate the fake bullshit. It bugs me. I fucking I can't stand it. (laughs) Amateur porn is almost like watching like snuff film. Like sometimes I just feel way too dirty watching. 
I even try to quickly fall in love with them, if I can, as it makes my job so much easier for me. If I'm truly in love with the man, I'm about to, about ready to f double star K. I don't know why you need to censor fucking a story like this where you're talking about incest. <laughs> we're we're talking about a porn star. Yeah, but she said she said fuck. It's like in quotes, but in the article it's f double star K. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's fucking silly. That's, stop with, that's childish. You that's unnecessary uh, censorship. In a story where you're blowing someone's brother, who, who's blowing their brother? Who's the comedian who had that? Uh, it was one of the classics. It was like Carlin, but it might have even been later than Carlin. It might have even been um, Chris Rock. Who's the comedian? No, it had to been Carlin, where it's like, you're not doing any good censoring yourself. It could have been Richard Pryor, it where it's like... CK. Was it Louis C.K.? Is that recently? Yeah. Where, where he's it's like, like, he's talking about the N-word. When people say the N-word. Or like, where or, he's like, when people on the news say the N-word, all you're doing is making me think of the word nigger. Yeah, there you go. That's the bit I'm talking about. Yeah, that's about. definitely Louis C.K. He's like, you're making, instead of you owning the fact that you're saying it, mm-hmm. you're making me say it in my head. So fuck you. Props to Louis. I thought, great. I thought that was like a prior. or it's an amazing um, bit. It's like. Carlin quote. Yeah, exactly. No, that's how good it was. It was so... Ugh. God damn it, Louis. So fucking funny. Yeah, props to Louis. All right. Madison is convicted. She wasn't allowed to meet her co-star because... Come and go... <laughs> God damn it, the prediction. Come and go... Pred- like, okay, when you're, like, making a company and you're talking to a lawyer and they're like, okay, what's the name of the company? You're like, come and go productions. Come and go productions. Like, how does that fucking conversation That's a go? convenience store in America. Yeah, to, that, that sounds like a 7-Eleven. It literally like, is. To go back to Mega 64, one of their sponsors is Kickapoo Joy Juice. And <laughs> like, the, and, and, and Kickapoo's only, like, uh, besides Amazon, what's it called? Only retailer is Come and Go. They make a joke about it every fucking, every, every time they mention it, they make a joke about it. I can't believe that it's an actual fucking porn production. It sounds like a, like Seven Eleven. Like there's like I just imagine a huge building in New York, and there's a board of directors, shareholders, and people in suits, yeah. and they're like, "Come and go is right on our tail. Come <laughs> and go are right behind us. <laughs> come and go are coming in quick, and we're not ready." And then it's like, "Should we prepare for them? Should we do a a lubricated measure for come and go production? Come and go, come and go." Come and co. Come and co. Fuck. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Distracting from the important man, isn't it? All right. To me, you're because come and go produce many. Okay. Madison. Okay, I got to start over. Madison is convinced she wasn't allowed to meet her co-star because Come and Go has produced many incestuous themed films. As they distribute ex- exclusively to Japan, it is common knowledge that both she and her brother Chuck Tang, oh, Chuck Tang, work the industry. Like if you're like if you and your brother work in porn, you had a fucked up childhood. Some there was an uncle doing a lot of molesting in that family. Gotta be, gotta be. It can't just be like that weird person, you know, where like they do something just to do it. No. It's it has to be it has to be what everyone thinks, which is some horrible childhood past. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's a, there's this quote later on in the article where you're like, that will confirm this like horrible childhood oh, no. past. <laughs> okay. 
The company doesn't show real incest with past titles, but with me and my little brother being known. Oh, little brother. They've now caught real incest on camera, which will make them billions in Japan. This kind of like comes off as like the Japanese love incest so much. I don't know. What's up with that? I know that they uh, they block out genitals and stuff, but I don't know if they love incest. I feel like they're a big underwear culture. What? Japan. They're that? big. They're big. They, they, everyone. I in like J- underwear. I wear it all the time, every day. <laughs> everyone in Japan, for some reason, wears constantly wears underwear. underwear. He's walking around free balling, and you're like, "Dude, what are you Japanese? Like, you're I, making fun of a friend <laughs> for wearing underwear?" I feel like at least. I, this is completely from the top of my head. At least 70% of the country has a panty fetish. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. They like have vending, vending machines, machines with, panties. like, dirty panties. Yeah, I've heard about that. And that's a very good point. This next quote, who comes off harsh. Madison said, in quotes, the Japanese love incest. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Never mind. There oh, we go. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, that's like, if you thought eating dogs was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like they I'm, love incest. That's a that's a big broad stroke that is very, very harsh. <laughs> I consider myself relatively perceptive. I feel like I know what's going on around me. I've never heard that. I've never heard of anyone in Japan ever being like anything I love incest. incest. That's that's an amazing also, quote. Like I was gonna do like a racist Japanese voice, but I won't. Because, like, love and rub, like, it would have been too easy. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I can't do it. I can't do it because I know I can't pull it off. I'm not a comedian. I wish I was. All right. <laughs> That's an ad- added. Oh, this is bad. I almost get why she wants a Corvette from this quote. Yeah. I only got $100 for my scene, and I'm going to suffer a lifetime of emotional distress. A hundred bucks. Requiring costly psychological and psychiatric psychiatric help. I even lost my sobriety. I'm eventually going to need to pay for rehab. That's like, I feel like she's using that as an excuse. In a couple of years, I can't even look at my brother in in the eye. My life is ruined. I feel like... (laughs) I don't know what to think. Okay, does it feel like to you that she's sort of... Like, does it feel like she's like... You're like, okay. Like, if I was her brother, I'd be like, don't blame your loss of sobriety on me. I just, yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? It's so, I don't know what, it's wrapping my head around a fucking pole. I don't know what to think, because on one point, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, I one point I'm like, don't smoke a joint. Yeah, I'm like, on one point, I'm like, don't fucking ask for a Corvette. That's still bugging me. But on the yeah. point, I'm like. That, that's sticking to my craw. I feel. Her, no, it's I don't know her what it's asking like. asking for a Corvette. Yeah. To me. Makes it seem like she knew something. Was her it's it's way too weird. Yeah. Like okay. I don't know what well, it's like. Can we? I gotta pee. Can we pause this? Yeah. I gotta pee really bad. I was just going to say their brother come in, came in her mouth. That's gotta. He's gotta think about that. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're back, back from the pee. To us, it was a mere two minutes, but to the audience, it was seconds. Not gonna edit that out. <laughs> come and go. <laughs> come and go refutes madison's claim saying that prior knowledge she would be (laughs) saying that prior knowledge she would be in a glory hole scene with her brother Hmm. 
that's that's where I don't believe come and go productions. I feel like yeah. the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where she was suspicious and they didn't say anything and they just let okay. It had to been a gray line. She's a liar. <laughs> Director Jamie Mendoza said, Miss Masson will do anything for money. <laughs> well, I mean can't deny that. She does fuck on tape. Yeah. We normally would have paid a third-rate talent like her $25 for a single glory hole scene. Does that mean, That's like, I, I was going to say, like, I feel like even with, like, prostitutes, $25 is cheap for a blowjob. Yeah, like, thinking about that, I'm like, poof, no wonder people start up porn companies. That's crazy. That's, that's $25? Where to make, it only takes 25 bucks to make someone suck an anonymous dick through a hole. Could be your brother. Who's also in porn, by the way. Like, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, <laughs> what was that, his name? Dick if Tang? you're doing Glory Hole on the reg, <laughs> it would scare the shit out of me if my brother was in porn. Uh, that that price I feel like you should be looking mind. out for that. I mean, I'm like, not saying it's her fault, but when you're in an environment where it could be your brother, you should at least... And someone, like, is like, you can't meet the guy whose dick you're sucking. I feel like you got to investigate further. I, I I'm feel, no Russ Cole. I feel like... true detective, but I feel like that inquires just a little bit more insight. I, I can't, I would, I feel like it's less humiliating to ask a friend for 25 bucks. Right? 25 bucks seems really fucking low that to me. That seems so low. That seems like, I think they should be sued just for fucking lowballing all these women. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, that's like, she can get like a meal at a restaurant. Yeah. One meal. <laughs> but we agreed to $100. Because, <laughs> because it was with her brother after all. Oh my God. $100 can't even pay the rent. No. Blow your brother for like what would be if you were in New York, that'd be one twentieth of your rent. That's ridiculous. Because it was with her brother. Let's not forget that this same girl who allowed herself to be penetrated by the head of dead anaconda in Snake Hole. <laughs> she has no moral standards. I mean, but also you're filming her blowing your brother so your company your name is come and go yeah what where are your moral like i feel like people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones yeah i feel like porn producers shouldn't judge <laughs> oh this is okay this is where i'm like yeah both her and her brother were definitely molested because <laughs> now they get the other side of the story oh no that Mass was coming that was come and go talking yeah that was come and go you got madison's story you yeah come and go Oh, is it the brother? Who's the third brother? Yep. Yeah, who's the third party? It's her brother. Fuck. He must feel bad. You'd think. Madison's brother said he would not sue Come and Go, and he doesn't know if Madison had prior knowledge of their scene. How do you not know? I'm just saying that. Yeah. What, so. How do you know? Like, did he know? It makes it sound like. He, hold on. He had not know. Okay. Prior knowledge of the scene. He said he doesn't remember if he was told or not. That really feels like either he's trying to get more work from come and go. Yeah. Or he knew and doesn't want to tell any. Like, I don't. That's that's suspicious. That's put. That's a red flag. Right. Like, that's what makes me kind of want to. I don't remember if I had to face fuck my sister. <laughs> I remember if I was told I had to fuck my sister. <laughs> I feel like Maddie is so upset about this. <laughs> Tang, so her brother Tang. <laughs> Tang. <laughs> oh, this is this is where I'm like, holy fuck. This is what this is. The whole arc lies with such a big boom. Yeah. I'm most willing to forgive them censoring the word fuck for this fucking, this last quote. 
but it doesn't bother me. Just another blowjob. Hell, I'd probably fuck her too if I could wear a blindfold. At the end of the day, pussy is pussy. And that's the end of the article. That's the equivalent of like a rapper dropping his mic at the end of the concert. That's it. That's where the article ends. That's where the fucking article ends. They they literally end with, at the end of the day, pussy is pussy. (laughs) That guy had to have been molested as a child, right? Yeah. That's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. I can't, but like, my mind is blown back. When he's like, he's like, I don't know. I can't remember if it was my sister or not. But you know what? I'd fuck her if I was, <laughs> like, I love how blindfold is the caveat. Yeah. He's like, I could know about it. I could know what's my sister. But if I'm blindfolded, then I'm fine. <laughs> that reminds me back in, like, middle school, I had this ongoing uh, running joke with my friends where there's this girl who wasn't, like... She had a rock and bod, and she wasn't the ugliest, but her face wasn't like a fucking. The, once again, being really judgmental, her face wasn't like a ten or anything like that. Right. So I had this ongoing joke where I'd be like, "Yeah, I'd fuck so and so if I had a Hulk Hogan. If she if she had a Hulk Hogan mask on, <laughs> like that would make her hotter. <laughs> yeah, or? yeah. Like I would only fuck this girl if she was wearing a Hulk Hogan mask. <laughs> That's a good mislead. <laughs> like <laughs> I ran that joke in for about like two years, two and a half years. <laughs> it's sharpening it up. It was great. Like how comics sharpen up sets. You know? Yeah. <laughs> They loved it. <laughs> you just got better and better every time you told it. <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. That's so fucking... Like okay, could you imagine... Okay, I hate to ask you this because he's my brother, but could you imagine being in that position where you have a sister and she blew you and you're like, hey, pussy. Like, it's almost like the Matthew McConaughey of porn. That's too much. Or he's like, hey, man, pussy's pussy. Like, the only way I can think of justifying is fucking like... Matthew's horrible. Matthew Project? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Oh. That's how bad it was. <laughs> you doing Ferris right now, bro? <laughs> talking about Matthew Broderick? Hey, um, it's like the end, the end monologue of Ferris is like, hey, pussy's pussy. If you don't look around once in a while, you might miss it. <laughs> I was no, kind of awesome out for sex, so I just heard you say oh, yeah. that pussy, was horrible. You know how it would go if, like, if at the end Ferris got a blowjob from this is how it goes, hey, Pussy's pussy. If you don't look around once in a while, you might miss it. And there's a bone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Bone, <laughs> bone. Ferris Bueller's fucking great. It's the best movie ever made. Easily. I've been called Ferris Bueller a couple times in my life. But that's that's a story for a different time. Yeah, I agree. All right, so, I mean, fuck. That was the first step. That was a great pilot. I'm Braden Jackson. Yeah, I was happy with it. I'm Max House. And uh, we're signing out. See you later.